0: Welcome back to the Real Kipper and Bourne show. This is our national edition. We are live on Sportsnet and Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver and Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. This hour, Real Kipper and Born, brought to you by Bet365. Nick Kipper, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. For the next hour, plenty to get into, and we'll do that in a few moments with Gary Galley, former NHLer. Color analyst with Sportsnet, Hockey Night in Canada. Really love his insight, guys. Yes. He's one of my favorites.
1: Knows his stuff in and out. Have you seen the uh, schedule tonight? How many games? 3,000.
0: 12 or 13 games
1: tonight? Yeah, lots and lots of hockey. Going to be an awesome night, Five Toronto, Canadian teams. Vegas. What's that? Five Canadian Five teams. Five Canadian teams in action. The Flames got uh, the Kings. What else you got for Canadian teams? Vancouver's got the Penguins, which is a really good game. Uh, Ottawa at Nashville. Montreal at Arizona. Oh, sorry, Arizona and Montreal.
2: Mm, not as good at one.
1: whatever. Yeah. So Ottawa has passed Montreal now. Yeah. Starting to work well, their way up. And past Columbus.
0: Good for them.
2: Well, I know. What an excellent accomplishment for those Ottawa Senators. We'll All get, the way past the Habs.
0: Uh, Gary Galley, of course, covered the Ottawa Jeez. Senators in Washington last night. Yeah. Uh, guys, I, I don't know how Washington's doing it, to be honest with you. But full credit, they're hanging in.
1: I got a text from my Sens friend last night. That was, I think, halfway through the first period that said, Chikrin and whatever they want for Soros. Said, just get us a
0: goalie. We can't do this. Yeah. Six did, goals
1: against on 20 uh, shots.
0: Yeah. Justin Williams last night had a little bit of a, a clip of Jacob Chikrin not maybe hustling back as quickly in his own zone as he would have liked. I, yeah. I found that kind of interesting. Well, you're playing for I know
2: it's the NHL, but you're playing for a crappy team. But you're yeah, losing
0: it's game fifty-seven. But yeah. he's he's looking for you know respectability. He's looking mm-hmm. for a reason why he doesn't want to leave the Ottawa Senators. He hears his name in trade rumors. You think so, he's so, not happy? No. What I'm saying is you got to you got reason to go hard all mm-hmm. the time.
1: Yeah. I understand that. That's a, uh, he's in a tough spot. His name kind of keeps coming up and I'm sure he's sick of it. So yeah, you'd like to put that to rest. I'm sure if you're him, but yeah. So the, uh, the big night in the, in the NHL who, uh, I guess what has your attention? You'll be watching the Leafs obviously.
0: Well, before we maybe get into that, just, uh, the Edmonton Oilers was another game that I focused on last night. and uh, Not a great start by Edmonton. They found a way to win. Um, I thought I thought the LA Kings might be on to something here moving forward, but I just didn't see enough out of their lineup last night. And
1: it's kind of a boring style of play from the Kings. I find them very passive. Which, you know, when you got a bunch of good skaters like they have, you're not gonna win a ton of hockey games. Uh,
0: listen, to to play that type of game that you're talking about, mm-hmm. like you gotta be almost like telling everybody your your best players. From the net on out. But that's not the case when you look at the goaltending situation with Los Angeles last night. Do you night. think
1: they could still make a move? Would they trade for a, for a goalie, a Markstrom or a I don't, I, I don't a know Somers? how they
0: can't. Like, Oh, yeah? I don't know how they... There's so much pressure, I think, on Rob Blake right now.
1: I mean, Gabrikov, Dowdy, Waugh, England, uh, you know, Clark. Like, they have good players on the back end. And Kopitar, Byfield, Deneau, and more. Like, they have good players. Dubois. So, yeah, you can see how this is a team in a very weak race. And the West should be able to make some hay. But you're right. If you don't get get saves, you just can't compete. So, curious to see how aggressive they'll get. I would say we put them on the list of teams to watch over the next 10 days as we move wow. to the deadline. I
2: love watching Bouchard shoot it. He just hates hammers it yes and he scores the winning goal last night he just hits it so hard and it's a great motion it's it's effortless how hard he hits
0: the puck he's it yeah he's a good story well, you're just taking the good with the bad sometimes well, too because sure. he'll step up at the blue line like we saw last night and he'll he'll go right when he should have gone left for sure but like the good
1: far outweighs yeah. the bad recently to your point about shooting, uh, in terms of shots that have eclipsed 90 miles per hour this season, second most in the league is Hedman at 54 Bouchard's first 89. So he's got 35 more 90 plus mile an hour shots. So he's just ripping it. Wow. Every night. Wow.
0: Ovi third in that list, by the way, mm. I think last night, again, it might be an example of Edmonton being one of those teams in the hunt for, and I, I don't know how realistic this is. We had Eric Francis on the other day talking about could Tana go from a Calgary to an Edmonton situation.
1: Calgary prefer to trade with more their direct rival. Yeah, I know the GM that just left.
0: I know. And it would have to be just an, an offer. They can't refuse, I guess.
1: Well, remains to be seen.
2: Is that, where does Zach Hyman rank as best free agent signings ever?
1: Yeah. So I tweeted about this last night. Um, What's the Pasternak in Boston scores an unbelievable goal 37th of the year. And then I'm watching the highlights and Hyman scores. It's his 38th. Yeah. He's going to have 50 goals this year. I don't
0: know. 56 is the pace
1: (laughs) for
2: Zach Hyman. And it's just every year he's gone there. He has just gotten better and better and better. It's just, it's gotta be one of the best signings ever. By the way,
1: McDavid passing out of the spot he passed out of last night is insanity. Unless you're Connor McDavid. Yeah.
0: All right, let's bring him in. Gary Galley, former NHLer, color analyst with Sportsnet Hockey Night Canada. Always uh, welcomed on our show, gals. Thanks for doing this, man. Um, we're, we're, let's stay on Edmonton uh, here for for a little while, and then we'll get into the game that you covered last night in Ottawa and Washington. But, you know, just to pick up on this Zach Hyman story, like, can you recall in your career ever watching someone make the transition from what we think is a... A solid third-line type of winger to uh, a 50-plus goal scorer and the transition happens in your late 20s. Anything you can remember? I can't.
3: The only person that, I mean, and there's a lot of years and a lot of conks on the head here, but the only person that really leaps out at me that I think people weren't weren't really sure if he was for real or not, and then he kept doing it. Remember Chris Contos?
0: Yeah. I mean, oh uh, yeah. I, I think good in Fred, the playoffs, yeah. he
3: just came out come out of nowhere and just started lighting it up, and everyone thought, okay, it's a bit of a flash. Yeah. And then he kept doing it. Yeah. And uh became an incredible playoff performer and stuff. But yeah, I mean, you gotta tip your hat to Zach Hyman. I mean, you know, you you make a change and uh you go to a team like Edmonton and you get on a line, you get on a good line with McDavid or Dry and everyone thinks it's just easy. You just step on the line with one of these major superstars, and just keep your stick on the ice and drive to the net, and it'll just bounce off and into the net for you. And I, people are so wrong. It, it, it takes a real good player when you look at the Gensels and the guys that find a way to fit in with players, really good players, understand them, know where to go on the ice, know where they want you to go on the ice, and be able to ke- have chemistry and read off them is not an easy thing to do. And I think these guys have, have done, a, uh, he's done a marvelous job in Edmonton and he's reaping the rewards of that which is well deserved
1: Gary we're, we've been talking on the show you know we do the first hour as a Leafs hour and talking about looking for big strong right hand shot D-men, and then we're talking about teams who could use a big strong right hand shot D-man. and it's like every team what, what, where have they gone what is what is the uh, I guess the change in the NHL that it seems to be everyone knows they want that but it doesn't seem to exist
3: you know, it, it's like if you had a child now, you should hand them a right hockey stick. <laughs> right from I, I've the been start.
1: brainwashing my kids, Gary. I don't let them shoot left.
3: <laughs> it's like it's like you know when I when I grew up, my my grandfather gave me my first golf clubs. I was just a young kid, and whatever he gave me, that's the hand I was swinging. That was it. There wasn't no other choice. Yeah. That's the way you're going to play golf. So you played that way. If he gave me a set of lefties, I would have played left. But you know, you go what you go with. And these kids nowadays, I do think. I mean, I was just recently out at Bowling Green on the weekend, watched uh, Bowling Green play Michigan Tech. We are seeing more right-hand shot guys uh, coming up, the younger guys playing. I think we're going to see an influx of right-hand shots coming, and I think for the very reasons that we're talking about is that a lot of people talk about, uh, you know, how much gold is a right-hand shot defenseman worth, and and it's incredible. And some of the better right-wingers of our time have played left wing. Well, you know well, I mean. Look at Ovechkin's right. a prime example. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. But the right-hand shot defenseman is uh, is somebody that uh, can last in the league a long, long time. Had a pleasure to watch Carlson last night, John Carlson, who became the all-time leading uh, defenseman in Caps history, past Cali Johansson, um, and uh, watched him, you know, score a nice goal. Now in second place for all-time goals. I mean, just a guy that's had a great, wonderful career. Uh, you know, it got paused by that crazy head injury that he sustained, but just a guy who's consistently played well, a right-hand shot gets put in really good situations and takes advantage of them. I, I think you're right. We, we need more of them. Uh, they they just don't seem to be around right now, but I do believe from what I hear, there's a lot of good right-hand shot guys that are coming through the pipe. and uh, I think the NHL is going to see them really soon.
0: So gals, when it comes to Chris Tan of, uh, 34 he's turning 35 i think next december uh there is wear and tear the sense is that he would have been gone now if calgary would have been offered a first rounder so we believe that teams are really want him they're just not ready to go to that next level here how concerned should teams be at his age the fact that he needs a new contract The fact that there's been wear and tear, like you've been around a long time. You've seen, you've been a player 35 plus in the league. How many more years does he have left? How big of a concern should it be if a team like Toronto does want to overspend on a first rounder in your mind, is that worth taking that gamble?
3: Well, I think you have to feel like you're really close and that's the one piece you need because like, the first thing is, is yes, you're absolutely right. There's a lot of mileage and a lot of hard mileage. And the reason why there's a lot of hard mileage is because that's the way he has to play to be successful. And you've got to love him. I love the way he plays. It's like Brendan Gallagher. Brendan Gallagher's career is not going to last as long as other guys' careers because they don't play it from the tips like Brendan Gallagher does or Tanev does and Peter Forsberg. And you can go through a whole list of guys that have to play that way in order to play, right? So at the end of the day, good on Tanneh to be that player, but I would be, I would be a little more cautious going down this this road because of the hard miles and you know how much more is left in the tank for him. And if he could do the job for you now, right now, and he's that one piece that you're missing, then absolutely I think you 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 take the chance and you go for it. I just don't know if they're just one piece there. And that's where I kind of get a little more I'm not sure. I think he'd be in a good addition to any team because he's a team player. He's the kind of uh, guy that, you know, you have all kinds of different players in your team, but there are certain players on your team and you, you want a Stanley Cup, you know, there are certain players that just help to take the anxiety out of the room that just help to, you know, when things are chaotic, settle things down on the ice plays the same all the time, never changes. And he makes other people around him want to play as hard as he does. And that's the kind of player you want on your team. Uh, you know, you're right. Uh, you know, he certainly, I think, is a guy that can help a team win, but I think you have to be that team where it's that one piece. I think if you need him and a few other pieces and you're going to spend a lot of money to, to get him or to get or give up a lot to get him, I'm not sure at the end of the day if you don't win, if you'll feel like it was worth it. And only one team wins, as Brian Burkle says, right? only one team wins. So, but uh, I think he'd be a great addition to any team. That's why there's so many teams that are interested in him. But I do believe a lot of teams are are hesitant to give up the first rounder.
1: Do you think the Flames should have something of a fire sale despite the fact that they're legitimately in the playoff chase here? I mean, I know there's teams around Canada, Vancouver, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Toronto, all looking at their roster going, can we have a guy? You know, but uh, should they be selling?
3: You know, guys, I don't know where I fit on this, where everybody believes this should be as far as selling off and doing all this. As an ex-player, if we're in a playoff hunt, get the hell out of here. Leave us alone. Yeah. Like, this is why you pay us. This is why you put a team together. This is why this is the national hockey league. you got a chance to get into the playoffs. What the hell are you doing selling players? (laughs) I I don't get this. I just don't understand it. It's become like, it's a copycat league and one team does it and everyone's doing it. Uh, It's like, it's like when someone says all the senators, you know, they're winning games now and uh, you know, they, now they're going to blow their draft position Uh, They're not going to get in the playoffs, and they're going to win all these games that don't mean nothing. Every win means something. Mm -hmm. Every win in the National Hockey League builds character in your hockey club, especially a young hockey club like the Ottawa Senators. You need to get as many wins as you can. Build how to win hockey games. Get streaks together. I mean, I know this is the way things go. This is the analytics, the business of the game of hockey now. But i got to tell you, as an ex-player, coming from a player's standpoint, If I'm four points out or six points out with 20-something games to go and you just give up on us and you sell the farm and you leave us to just kind of wail on a clothesline, I'm like, then what are are we signing up and coming to training camp and busting a hump for to try to get in the playoffs when we just get there and and you pull the rug out? I I just don't understand it. I know why teams do it. I get it, but I I don't understand if you're in a playoff spot why you do that.
0: Another team that's been linked to – Tan of is the Ottawa Senators, and this is a team that's on the outside looking in. Uh does that surprise you and whether or not they get him but in in a week and a half or go after him in, in the summer? Is that the type of voice that you just spoke of moments ago, being a guy that can come into that room?
3: Bang on. I you know, I, I mean, you know, Steve Stales is a player, and Steve Stales played a long time, knows what the importance of a guy like Tanev could be in a young locker room, you know? And, uh, you know, they've they've got a guy like Hamanick there that they thought could be that kind of guy to bring him in, that maybe he wasn't, uh, you know, skill-wise up to stuff, but he could do some help in the locker room and be a good, solid voice in the locker room. But they need a guy who can play more minutes. They need a guy that can be a little more up, closer to the top four. And Tanev fits that bill. And Dave Poulin and Steve Stales, and I believe the ownership of that team, they want character players coming into Ottawa. They're going to help make this thing turn around. They have a lot of sexy sports cars in Ottawa. They're very talented. Um, these guys want to win. Uh, they want to get at it, but they just can't seem to find their way through it. And I think that there are going to be some changes, just, a, just me as my opinion. I think looking at this from an outsider in, I do believe there will be changes there. And it'll be possibly to the core of that team that they feel they have too much of one thing and 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 what good is it for them to fall down in the standings and get a draft pick? They have draft picks. they have assets. they need to start getting better, and they need to start getting the fan base excited about what's coming and I think this is a team that's got a lot of great pieces, but they've realized they may be a little short in some areas uh, as far as the character and what builds that that atmosphere around the team that's so important when you're building uh, championship teams and I, and I think they're they're going to go out and look for that and and the guy like tanev is a guy that is, like we talked about, one of those glue guys.
1: Do you think it's possible to bring in a guy, though, who you know, hasn't been with the team or a part of the room and say, this is a character, he's a leader now, this guy's going to be a leader of your team, and he hasn't been there, he's kind of the new guy to the culture. That's a tough spot, right? Like I know the Leafs have tried to bring that in with O'Reilly and Shen and Thornton and whatever, but the culture's got to start with the guys who've been there, No.
3: Or yeah, Giordano too, right? I mean, right. But, but yeah, you know, you, you, you know what? I, I I think you're right. It's not an easy sell.
1: Yeah.
3: I mean, they've got a. I think they've got a top notch captain there, uh, and Brady Kachuk. I think Jacques Martin has done wonders for Brady Kachuk. Mm-hmm. I think he has settled him down. He's got him back to focusing on sticking to playing the game and letting the other stuff when it when it deems necessary. He looks more in control of his game. He looks like a star player. Last night, man, he was trying to pull them on his back last night, that line with him and Pinto. But, you know, they need they need some underneath guys. Claude Giroux came in there and he became a leader in there. He's not a vocal leader. He's not a yeller, screamer. He's a guy who leads by example. And and players love that. They love Claude Giroux. They love what he does for them. And they need a few more players like that to help out. Uh, and I think that, there's going to be some things that we're not aware of, guys, that are going to happen over the next few months or a few weeks. You know, what's going to happen with Jacob Chikrin? What's going to happen with Thomas Shabbat? What's going to happen with some of the other players on that team that are going to be possibly exiting or moving on in deals? And they need to fill those voids back up, coming back the other side. So, a guy, there are guys they're going to go after to bring in character. And it's not easy to step in as a new guy and be a leader right away. But when people know who you are, and what you stand for around the league and the res- respect that you have around the league, I think that is just something that just comes along with it, and they, and they trust it, and the young guys know it, and they believe it's going to help them in some way. You know, he's not going to come in and, and be there forever. He's here for a short period of time to help get them through that next phase where the ownership and the management feel like there's some leadership issues missing. And not like, I mean, ba- I don't mean badly. I just mean some veteran guys to help push some of these other guys that maybe aren't pushing each other enough. Mm-hmm.
0: Gary, got to ask you about the Toronto Maple Leafs and their latest run. Uh, we've seen some, some bold moves, including dropping John Tavares in the lineup here. Is this, is this Sheldon Keefe uh, showing everybody less is more?
3: Uh, you know what? Uh, sometimes less is more. I mean, it, it really is. And you're getting ready to come to the playoffs. You know, John JT is he's not a young, a young buck anymore. He's had, you know he's had some pretty good years. He's got, I think, a good playoff run in him. I think a hundred percent. You want to come into the playoffs with everybody being as fresh as you possibly can, as healthy as you possibly can, and you still got twenty something games to go here. Uh, I, I tell you what, I tip my cat to the Maple Leafs, and I know that losing Morgan Riley for five games, it could have been, it could have been something where they went one, you know, one, one three and one, or two and three, or you know, they could have easily gone that way. And they didn't, they went five and all they stepped up and they stepped up. I would imagine there was a talk in the locker room when they said, Hey, you know, Morgan's going to be watching these games. Let's you know, he stood up for us. Let's make sure that these games, we're not making him feel like, you know, a sack of, you know, what, while he's watching it, let's go out there and get these things. And that's what teams do. You know, when a guy takes a penalty, you guys know this, a guy takes a penalty late in the game, uh, sticking up for somebody and he gets the extra two minutes. You know, you want to kill that penalty for that guy. You want to go out and block shots and be there to make sure that that penalty doesn't hurt him or the team. And so I think stepping up for a guy like Morgan Riley, I think, was a really, really good thing for me to see. Uh, I think they got it together at the right time. Uh, And and now they need to now they need to come down this final stretch playing good hockey uh, because they know 100 percent they're going into that first round facing a humdinger of a team right away. Mm -hmm. And and it's not going to be a favorite. (laughs) They're going to be going into that series, most likely the underdog. And maybe that's a better place for them to be in attacking a series with either Boston or Florida, which is what it looks like. It's most likely going to be.
1: Yeah. You know, the one thing for the Leafs is they've been through the wars. You know, uh, they, they understand that what that pace of the first round looks like. We got four Canadian teams with legitimate, hopes this year, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Vancouver in that mix as well, you know, have had playoff experience to varying degrees. The Oilers have had some runs uh, along the way, the Canucks less so. Where do you place that experience, that having been into the playoffs deep before um, as, as a matter of importance, as something that teams need to go through to finally you know, to, to get to the top?
3: Well, if the Islanders had to go through it and if you look at the Oilers had to go through it, that I would think most teams have to go through it. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Oilers realized it and the Islanders realized it after significant heartbreaking, heart-wrenching losses in the playoffs and then realizing really what it took by seeing what their opponent laid out on the table to get it and they knew there was another gear they needed and they found it. So very few teams walk into this and just just win it bang right away. I look at maybe Pittsburgh-Sydney's first year, you know, they kind of, you know got through it all and just bang it happened and and, and i don't i think that's more rare that that happens uh i i think it's something you have to experience so for a team like vancouver for a team like winnipeg you know and and toronto i mean toronto's gone into the playoffs it hasn't had a long run yet so that's still something that has to happen so there's still some work to be done for the canadian teams you know i'm hopeful that canadian teams don't play each other in the first round i'd like to see them all play other opponents so we have a better opportunity to have as many of them move on as we possibly can uh i'm one of those people like every year I'm, i cross my fingers that a canadian team can get to the finals and have a crack at winning the cup it's been too long since a canadian team has uh, has hoisted that thing I, I think it's time uh there's a lot of good teams out there that it's going to be it's not going to be easy uh you know vancouver are showing some speed wobbles right now um you know but it's a long year that's a team that travels a lot of miles and uh, you know, and, and that's always a factor. And they get a little bit tired, but uh, hopefully they can get it back going. As you know, it comes down to goaltending, and it comes down to defensive structure. How you uh, can shut down your opponent's best players, and uh, and continue to and continue continue to utilize your system while you're doing such. And I think that that's something that you learn as you go along. And the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, did it in spades last year. I mean, they got terrific goaltending from a number of goaltenders, which was really weird. Mm -hmm. But they also are really good offensively, but their structure defensively didn't waver. They didn't give it up. They played good, solid defense, good structure uh, defensively, but they still let their offensive game. They knew the right times to push it when they did, and they were successful at it. And so there's a recipe. There's a recipe that gets it done, um, and most often than not, and so for the Canadian teams, there's not a lot of teams that have had a chance to get there. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens a few years back, but they won't be in the mix uh, at this juncture yet. But I do like the way Vancouver's played. I do love their team. I like the way Toc coaches them. Uh, you know, I like Winnipeg. I'm a big fan of Rick Bonus. I, I like the way the Jets have played. With all the minuses off their team, this team has stepped up for one another and have really played well. And I like the additions they've made, guys who want to be there and play there. You know, and Toronto, like I said, I was really uh, pleased with how they kind of, uh, you know, stuck up for Morgan Riley, got those wins and try to keep things going. And And the Oilers are a team. I mean, come on. I mean, this is a team that the bad start that they had, I mean, it was a terrible start. Uh, they're kind of the opposite of the LA Kings. The LA Kings came out of the gate flying and then they hit a friggin' wall. And then you look at uh, Edmonton came out struggling and then they just took off. So, uh, you know, I still believe, I still believe that, uh, you know, with Connor McDavid and Seidel and the power that that team has and how they're playing, that I think they could really get on a run in the playoffs. Uh, you know, I think Jack Eichel winning the Cup, two is going to put a little burr in McDavid's bonnet as well. I think you could win all the awards that you want to win, MVP, hard trophy, Ted Lindsey, uh, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you want to win that Stanley Cup, and, and and Jack Eichel did that last year in Vegas. It looked unbelievable doing it. So you got to think, Connor McDavid. He's watched. He watched him do it. He wants to. He wants to do that too. Yeah.
0: Gals, really appreciate your time. As always, excellent stuff. Thanks for doing this, man.
3: Always a pleasure, you guys. Thank Thanks, right. Gals. Appreciate Gary it.
0: Gary does a terrific job on Sportsnet and Hockey Night in Canada.
1: In, like, hockey analytics, there's, like, the context of, like, who you play with and the tough minutes. We give Gally the tough minutes. We give him every Canadian team. Yes. He needs to know about the forward, the D, the goaltending for seven teams because you're getting asked about <laughs> well, it all. You, I like
2: that point about McDavid and Eichel.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I don't really think of them as, like, comparables, but I guarantee McDavid does, and he's right. Like, that's a guy that he was drafted ahead of that they were compared together in that draft. He was talked about, and he got the cup before him. Man. Not with the team that drafted him, so maybe that's a little bit of a, a thing or whatever, but it's interesting. Like, I can guarantee Connor thinks about that. He's American, oh, the Canadian yeah. thing.
0: Like, that's definitely huh. a, a, no, a factor. He's
1: competitive as hell, right? Yeah. It's-
0: and now, what's this stretch of uh, goalless games? Ten, maybe? Yeah. I mean, good win last night. Set up uh, Hyman. Yeah. But, I mean,
1: I don't care one iota
0: about this goalless drought. Ah, you know, everybody, though, just has to bring it up. It's a story. I mean,
1: it's fascinating it's, that it, someone who scored 64 times last year can go 10 without a goal. It's the
0: longest he's gone since he broke into the league.
1: I think Matthews has had stretches of, of that length. Yeah, I don't know if it's a 10. Eight, maybe.
2: In his rookie year, he had a really long one. Like, I want to say, like, 13 or 12. Like, he had a really long stretch without a goal. But I I can't remember.
1: He doesn't go that many periods.
2: No.
0: It It just seems like it's it's just bouncing a little bit off his stick right now. It's kind of rolling off. For Connor? Yeah. Yeah? Like, every once in a while, I see him cutting in, and it's just like, eh, the puck, like, hiccups on him.
1: I just can't get over that pass to Hyman last night. He curls up, takes the puck, and turns above the hash marks. Him and the goalie at the hashes. And to pass that up is like, that shows a lot of confidence in your line mate. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm passing that to nobody. (laughs) Absolutely no player on earth. I'm
2: taking that one. Game time, boys? Game time, baby. Uh, All right. It's game time presented by Bet365. What are your choices here? Oh, my. Okay. 12 games. Let me finish first, Kipper, and then we can get into that. I know you're excited about game time. It's game time presented by Bet365. Visit the app the latest odds find out why it's never ordinary. at Bet365 must be 19 plus, Ontario only, please play responsibly. So there are a lot of choices for tonight. Um, A couple that I'm looking at, you know, I like to go with the underdogs, which is why I probably never win a lot. But I do, like the Tampa Bay Lightning are huge favorites in Philly tonight. They're minus 140. I think Tampa is clearly the better team, more talent. But I just absolutely love how hard Philly plays. And it feels like that's a plus 120 bet for the Flyers. They play hard. They're good in their own building. I just feel like that's a a bet that you're going to be in. They may not win it, but they're going to be in it in that game. So give me the Flyers plus 120 as a home dog. Another one that I like, and I don't really love to do this because the Penguins, you know, my relationship with the Penguins. Canucks are having a tough go. And I'm sorry to my Canucks fans, brethren, that I I love to talk about because I, I love the Canucks so much. But they're having a tough go right now. And the Penguins are absolutely scrapping and desperate for every point. Sid's putting the team on his back. They're plus 135 tonight against Vancouver in Vancouver. Let me take a shot on the Pittsburgh Penguins to beat the struggling Vancouver Canucks tonight at uh, Rogers Place in Vancouver. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's Rogers Place. Sounds right. Um, A couple, what else was I looking at tonight?
1: Like the Devils at all? Devils got who? The San Jose Sharks or something? They're due for a win, aren't they? Yeah. Well, if you want to play
2: minus two
1: sixty, I'll, I'll do to, in regulation on those. Okay. Sides.
2: And yeah. yeah, you can if you want to get them by a goal and a half, you can go minus one hundred five. And just to look at the Leafs game tonight, the Leafs are pretty prohibitive favorites here, minus one sixty five. I think that's pretty. You know, shows a team that doesn't have a lot of good forward depth versus the team that's won seven in a row in a public team. But minus one sixty is a pretty steep number. If you like the Golden Knights, not bad at plus one forty, but I wouldn't. I think the Leafs can. I
1: think handle. the Canucks are about to turn the corner.
2: To bad town? No, to get there. Oh, nah. They
1: they beat Boston on uh, on Saturday night, right? Yeah. Here they come. They got the Penguins here, Kings. These are big games.
2: I just got a funny feeling about the Penguins tonight. All right, so there you go. Flyers.
0: Mm-hmm. Jamie Drysdale. Yeah. They announced he's week, week. week to week. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's the same shoulder yeah. that kept him out of the lineup last season. He
1: shouldn't play again this year. Crap. Right? It's already March,
0: basically. Okay. If if this is a recurring thing yeah. and, you know, knock on wood, like I, I what, I've seen the kid, you know, grow up in Toronto here, and I'm really hoping that mm-hmm. this isn't like a long-term thing that could affect his career. but
1: I mean, you've played this, with guys, Kip, whose shoulders just... This
0: is one of those where, out. like, the Flyers can't afford to have traded for a guy with a bad shoulder yeah. off the trade that they made. Yeah,
1: if cutter ends up being what he could be. I mean, if it is a case where your shoulder, his shoulder is, like, going to be a recurring thing, you can do surgery and do it early so you're ready to go for next year. Um but yeah, that
2: sucks.
1: Yeah. And the last thing I have here for
2: yeah, game time Yeah, let's hope let's hope yeah.
0: he's he's back before the end of the year.
1: And the last
2: thing I have for game time is you can have a win division bets here. And I'm just looking at the Atlantic. The Toronto Maple Leafs are plus 650 to win the Atlantic Division if you're interested in that kind of thing. I think they've been getting hot recently. You would it's a bet against Florida which maybe not be the best one, but at plus 650 for a hot team like that, it's not a terrible bet, in my opinion.
1: I got 25 games to go, and you yep. know, there's six points back. Not awful. Realistically,
2: not Anyways, awful. Yeah. that was game time. Presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary. Bet365 must be 19+. plus, Ontario only. Please play responsibly.
0: Okay, we're going to take a quick break, uh, and we'll get into our NHL news and notes, including... The Vancouver Canucks, you guys just mentioned, mm-hmm. our Elliot Friedman spoke of Patterson. We talked about this briefly, and I think we ran out of time, so I want to kind of get into it a little bit more after the break. What are you uh, I, giving me the face for?
2: I angered Vancouver. It's Rogers Arena, not Rogers Place. Rogers Place is Edmonton.
1: You're probably thinking of BC Place back in the day. Okay, yeah, When
0: Rogers back. owns the country, just, just... Just use Rodgers. Rogers, Rodgers, Rodgers. Rogers. Rodgers. Rogers, Rodgers Rogers Rogers here, Rodgers Roger there, Rodgers everywhere. As there should be. Okay, so. dude, little loop. Before you got it wrong, yeah. Sammy, I was mentioning that uh, our Elliott Friedman talked about Petterson and the fact that uh, teams are calling the Canucks on him. Okay. So I want to get into it a little bit more after the break. <whistles> you all right? I'm going to push back on that. You don't even know what I'm going to say. I'm fighting you. All right, JP, ready to take the gloves off when we return on Real Kipper and Bourne.
1: Breaking down the biggest trends in hockey, the Hockey PDO cast with Dmitry Filipovich. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Welcome back into the Real Kipper Inborn Show. Nick Kipperios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. Just before the break, we were mentioning the Vancouver Canucks. And again, I don't think what Elliot Friedman reported Saturday when it came to uh, Pedersen was earth shattering, mm-hmm. right? But uh, it shattered some earth. But here's the but okay. it did probably lead to a little anxiety. <laughs> For Vancouver Canuck fans. Yes. Very much so. Very much so.
1: You know,
2: this is a. Is it legit? Oh, so now? So now? So you had a day to think about this when I brought this up yesterday? Like, ah,
0: it's not that big a deal. People just call all no, the time. No, I wanted to get into it yesterday. We ran out of time. It's a big deal. That's what I'm getting to. Elias
1: Petterson has 74 points in 60 games. He is a great defensive player. He hits. He's. Yeah, you know, he's a great player. He's an elite player in the league. Yes, a centerman. He's, you know, 6'2 and 25 so years old. What valuable guy.
0: Where's the anxiety coming from?
1: I think the legitimate concern that it's strange this guy doesn't want to sign. By every
0: okay. reasonable measure, for, for the, the record, Canucks have he, tried to re-sign him. He's he's not, he's got next year. He's not a UFA. Mm-hmm. So, technically, he can't sign till July 1st but everybody's under the impression that he doesn't want to sign correct uh okay. is that right he, he can't, can't sign, sign? he well, can sign you can't he can't officially sign i believe until july 1st is that true
1: i'm checking where he's uh, his contract status here
0: i feel like he can no you can you can only sign you can't sign a 2 years out or a year and a half away His
1: contracts up this is it
0: oh that's right okay yeah, okay so he has no year yeah. he's a restricted free agent correct. okay all right, now, so, okay, I'm back on board now. All right. Okay. Okay. He's
1: making 7.35.
0: Okay. So, it's not like he's a, an unrestricted free agent no. ready to walk out the door. No. He does have another year of control. Vancouver has another year of control. Right. Without the year on a contract. Right. Okay. So. But. Do you get the sense that there's more to it than just a typical negotiation?
1: Here's what I think. I think he wants to know that they're going to be good. I don't think he wants to play for a team that is okay. flailing.
0: Okay, you've lost me already. They're past that. He knows they're a good team. They're a deep team right now. They're, 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 they're in a spot where right. they can compete in the Western Conference. That question has been answered. When?
1: When? They, when was it answered?
0: They, All season long. They, in fact, have the most points
2: in the National Hockey League.
1: I know. I don't know if you guys know this, but they were bad last year. They missed the playoffs. And so without changing the lineup in any significant way, you know, uh, they are suddenly the best team in the league. I wouldn't be shocked if he was a little hesitant. Let's just see how this plays out. I don't have to see, sign now. I don't now. buy that. This is, this is me thinking. You buy well, that? Well, okay, well then fine. No, Let's, no, it's okay. Let, no, Keep no. going. Let's say it's not this. Then yeah. what, he just doesn't like the seawall? I, I think it's so
2: that you think sushi's gross? Hasn't he said that he was like, Oh, I just want to focus on hockey? Maybe he just you know which I always think is one of the stupidest things in the world when they're like, Oh no one has ever I said that honestly. Well no, the thing to me, it's like, oh, you you play hockey, you can't talk about making ninety schmill. It for, takes yeah. a call from
1: your agent yeah, who says do you want the money or not? Yeah,
2: you're sitting in your hotel room, you're not gonna call your agent and be like, Yeah, how much are they gonna pay me? A lot of downtime in hockey. That's what, what I mean. Money. I so what's your theory then? What are we doing? What's, what's, how's it going?
0: Yeah, I, I don't have a theory right now. I'm going to be <laughs> honest with you. I'm just spitballing here, but yeah. there, there's there's a vibe now. I'm getting a vibe. And that, what that is there's, that vibe,
2: sir? That
0: there's, just, there's more to this than just... Where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, I'm starting to see a little smoke.
1: Hmm. It's steam. It's just (laughs) theme from Overheated. gas fans. Yeah, I don't
0: know. Uh, Well, they're not going to trade this guy. I'm not saying that they're going to trade him, but first and foremost, my first question is: Mm. is where is his heart? Like where does he? San Francisco isn't that a song? It is. It is. Okay, we've got. A Nylander scenario that we just watched play out for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Granted, he was going into UFA, not RFA. Yeah, but, but still needed a contract. And he said, "How many times on the record? How many times I
2: want to be a Leaf?
0: Yes. I love being a Leaf. I want to be a Leaf." Eggs, my my total point. And how many times have we heard Petey say that? I haven't. I haven't read it. I haven't heard it. You f- don't find that. A little strange.
1: Yeah, listen, I find it a little strange.
0: I do. But... If it's just about money... But they have
1: control. Yeah, I know they have control. Yeah.
0: I know they have control.
1: He's going to sit at home next year and watch? I just... I don't see an outcome here where... I don't know. Where he's not a Vancouver Canuck in the line. Can
0: I just remind you that we probably had that same type of feeling for Bo Horvat?
2: Mm, Yeah, but he's not. Bo Horvat isn't the player Pedersen is. Definitely not.
0: Bo Horvat was the captain of the Vancouver Canucks. I'm not saying he's Petey, but he was a very important guy that we had no vision two years ago of him leaving. They had
1: to choose there. They chose JT Miller. Over Bo they Horowitz.
0: chose J.T. Miller because Bo chose to not sign the contract they offered. That's why Bo left. Bo didn't leave because Bo wanted to leave. Bo left because they weren't willing to pay him what he thought he was worth, and he got it like that in the island. So if they're not willing to pay Petey...
1: What he's worth, there's no one to choose instead of Petey. You know, there's no JT Miller this time to say, well, we're going to keep Brock Besser instead. You know, that's not a comparable. We're going to keep
2: the guy with the same name instead, Elias, the
0: other Elias.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess. That's
0: if you just assume it's about money. He's got a crazy
1: ex-girlfriend in the city he's trying to get away from? I don't know. I'm I mean, just telling you that rains a lot
0: there. That, that, I don't know. <laughs> that's Maybe with PD, it's not about the money. Like, is there someone other reason yeah. why he's I not say, signing? I have
1: a lot of respect for that. Generally, for people being like, I have one life to live here. I'd like to live like Noah Hannifin wants to live in the U.S. or Boston. Awesome. I'm sorry. Great.
0: Push it's for not, that. Is, is not your right. spidey senses going that maybe this just this guy just doesn't want to be a Vancouver Canuck after you know to me contracts up to me there's not uh, like, I can't say you're
1: not talking me into it
2: but I mean they're not lowballing them they're probably being like there's probably an excellent contract on the table I'm to I'm him sure right it's now
1: Nylander plus a million.
0: 100 percent
2: yeah. yeah they're not like low it's not like a lowball they're not paying him
0: enough situation so I don't. I don't think it would be because they've embarrassed him on an, an offer. offer yeah. So he's not publicly coming out and saying, Maybe he let, let the accent. agents work it out. I'm sure they'll, they'll figure it out. Mm. And there's lots of time. It's not the Willie Nylander going, I want to be here. My heart's here. And I don't envision going anywhere else, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. Maybe he's waiting till after the
2: Canucks have an excellent playoff run, and he's one of the best players on the team for that whole time to negotiate a couple extra million dollars. The,
1: that's definitely
2: one thing. The: How much extra are we talking about? Oh, All these guys, that's all they get want. That, they just that. want to get as much as they can possibly get. So
1: the I, only thing that makes sense is my answer, guys.
0: Which is. Is
1: that he's not sure that they're going to be, you know, where he wants them to be over the next eight years.
0: But they're a good team.
1: They are. I'm convinced now too. And I wonder if now he's not convinced too, and it changes. Mm. If you know, he starts to listen. They start to have conversations. I don't
0: know. Okay.
1: Listen, we're all just throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing which noodle stick.
2: I'm sure a Vancouver audience
0: is going to love that convo.
1: They don't think they're having it behind closed doors.
0: Oh no, they're yeah, they've this, beaten this, this thing up thing to This is the thing is that they're all
1: trying not to say it, but this is there's it's in here. They know that conversation's happening between yeah. the usual oh, we yeah. are not out on a no, limb no, here no. with this People conversation. People are starting
0: to wonder if this guy wants to be a Vancouver Canuck or not. That, that's do you think that would affect
1: gone. the team heading towards playoffs? That they're not as sure that their best player or Quinn Hughes, whatever, but is fully committed.
0: Yes. To answer your question, yes. Behind the scenes, the, there'd be a group of guys over a beer, a lunch. What does he want? Behind the back of the uh, bus going, okay, is what's what's going on with Petey? Is, are they dumb one enough Will to. Are, to are man. are, are is management and ownership dumb enough to think that this guy's not worth almost $100 million over eight years? What's
1: the math on that, 13 and. No. Uh, no. I don't
0: uh, know. Twelve, yeah. Twelve times eight is what ninety six. Ninety six. Okay, I was close. <laughs> I'm so in the ballpark. There, I'm so proud of myself. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. For, okay. That's good. So, like, there's not, there's not, there's not a person on the bus. There's not a person in behind the bench, in management, to the owner, that thinks, well, oh, we're not paying ninety six, or, you know, we'll pay 84. I think 100, seven, but the not exact, 96.
1: A hundred's the exact number. 12 and
0: a half. Here you go. Yeah. Right? Yep. 12, 12 and a half. I'm, that offer has to have been made already. And if it's been
1: made and he doesn't want it, they, they, the only thing is if they, you know, because they do have some leverage with him being an RFA, right? Like, is that not. But Kipper said it a million
2: times. The number ain't going down, right? It's just like the number, regard. it's price, not. Uh, it's not going down. So you, know, you, really.
0: you can have this great season, and let's just say they get knocked out in the first round. No. Okay?
1: Uh, bottom of the
0: West. Let's talk the second mean, round. Okay, second round. Okay. He's going he's gonna to live and die on his decision of being a future Vancouver Canuck based on that? After Shouldn't. spending the whole season with Rick Talkett and JT and Hughes and building this thing up, thinking like, we're gonna be good for the next three or four years, and we're gonna we're gonna cash in one of those years for Stanley Cup. Let me play uh,
2: Pedersen's agent. Okay. Oh,
0: you mean playing with Rick
2: Tockett, who's called him out multiple times in the media and made a huge firestorm about it multiple times. You mean that Maybe Rick Tockett
1: doesn't like Rick.
0: What, what, what part don't you like that the guy knows how to win a Stanley Cup? That's the part you don't like. <laughs> there you he's go. Then. Mean, now you're Rick talking. He's Talkin mean agent. to me. Yeah. He's mean to me. He says mean yeah. things. No, I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> buy that. I'm think, just, I'm just think, saying. i playing devil's advocate. Yeah, Petey's smart enough. smart enough to know yes. that there's coaches that push you and I make lo- you better.
2: And I love Rick Tocket. and it's one of the most heartbreaking things about him being there is that he doesn't come on our show anymore. Because he was a rock for us through yeah, the first he was a year of us.
1: I, uh, my time hop today, I had showed two years ago, I had taken a picture of my TV screen. It was the Vancouver Canucks' best defensive team since December 6th. So that would have been over two and a half months. And it was with big Bruce Boudreaux's face beside it. They had been the best defensive team over two and a half months of Boudreaux's initial wow. time Bruce, there.
2: there it is, baby. Yeah,
1: they were right in the middle of Bruce Firestorm right what? now, two years ago.
0: What a time to be alive that was. Man,
1: what a Turn since
0: I saw a picture of Bruce Boudreaux, uh, in a cameo in the movie Slapshot. Did you know that? Yeah, he's I, in Slapshot. I think shot? I knew that, but I forgot it. I think Do you
1: know, our boy Futes gets walked in young blood.
0: What? No, yeah, yeah.
1: Are Futes you kidding? Me?
0: Futes yeah. was in young blood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I gotta watch that movie. That's a great, great movie. I think it's
1: shot a Ted Reeve. I was yeah.
0: supposed to be in that, and I told you I. Decided at the last second, eh, ah, I don't want to be an extra. Easily. The you just wanted, wanted to be the star. You wanted to take Rob uh, Lowe's listen, fight. I I, you, you I should have been again. Rob Lowe. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I didn't shoot right. Yeah. That's what I'm telling everybody.
1: Easily the funniest part of that is they cut to the guys in the gym, and I think it's Steve Thomas. Steve Thomas yeah.
0: in there. Doing Patrick, leg presses.
1: Is that Patrick Swayze's in there in full lower body equipment doing squats. He's got <laughs> shin pads and the pants on. Oh, yeah. Just so doing...
2: That's so gross. The
1: first thing you want to get off is those shin yeah. pads. <laughs> in the gym doing leg presses and squats. Wasn't in that...
0: Slapshot uh, just had an anniversary. Was it 50? Was that possible? Yeah, really?
1: yeah it's possible. I guess yeah. 74 is... Yeah, doing the math. What
2: a good movie that is! Love it. It's my still a classic.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's it's my all time favorite. Reg, all time favorite. All time favorite. Kipper, what's your all time favorite movie?
0: Uh, yeah, Slapshot B be up there for sure. Happy Gilmore here. Happy Gilmore. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's yeah. A, yeah.
1: a great pick. Yeah, you know it's
2: Office
0: Space. It's, 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 it's very. Shawshank.
1: Shawshank. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: It's very easy. Yeah. but like it's just the one I've watched the most, the one that made me laugh the hardest. <laughs> it's just, it's just never, very never good. never not enjoyable. Yeah. Anyways.
1: Um. Yeah. So tonight. Toronto Maple
0: Leafs, Vegas Golden Knights. Who you got there, Kippy? Uh, do you buy into the coming off a West Coast trip, mm-hmm. at first, first game at home? After do you buy that theory? Out of conference yes. opponent,
2: out of, yeah, for sure. Okay, so Let down
1: night for the Leafs?
2: Maybe. 3-1. No, I think they could. I absolutely think they could win tonight, but they got to survive a slow start, in my opinion.
0: LA Kings coming off a loss. Does Calgary eat them up tonight?
1: I think the Kings are going to start rolling here.
2: Calgary's going to start know. There's something
0: just there's, there's a bad vibe right like, now. There is something you a little off, You can't think you're you're your a top dog in the East and you got David Riddich in that right now.
2: Hey, quickly before we go, I got stopped last night at York, Canlan before my hockey game, and a guy I, I, I can't believe his name was Bari Bari. He said he listened to our show in Japan all the time. He was up at all hours of the night, yeah. and he came back, and he lives here now. He stopped me, said he loved the show, and he listened all the time from Japan. Big Leaf fan, so thought that was awesome.
1: Big fan of you, Bari. Thanks for his support. I it's think awesome.
2: it was Bari. I hope it's Bari, but I think it's Bari. Anyways, there you go. Love it. So does he get our, do,
0: do they, um, mm. is it in? He was watching on YouTube when we were on YouTube. Do they dub it for us? <laughs> I don't. That's <laughs> <Or> do <laughs> a great question. I don't think so. <laughs> I'd like to hear it if they dub it. All right. Thanks for watching. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Enjoy your games tonight.